All right, Dana, welcome back to the show again. This is the third time, man. Anytime. I'm in. I appreciate tell me it. When. I'm in. You've always been like spot on. Like I'm always just afraid to ask you because you're so busy, but you've always said yes immediately, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Always, brother. You're one of the all-time greats, man. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm going to hit you up a lot more now. <laughs> you're going to be on every month. <laughs> um, so obviously the big order of business is Tough 29. Um, I wanted to get you on before the show and preview the show, and you actually did it. You actually did come on before the show, but it was only hours before the show. So unfortunately... Um, it's actually going to air before, before this. Yeah, yeah. But like hours before. So it's going to air like, uh, you know, I think in a couple hours there in the U S and then we'll air this. Yeah. But the, the cool thing is it's on ESPN plus. So people even though it already it. aired, you can go in and watch it whenever you want to watch it. Yeah. So, I mean, people are going to watch it later anyway, so we can still talk about it real fast. So if I can grab a couple more things from you, uh, before we get into tough, uh, a couple, uh, news breaks, uh, that just happened. Obviously, a big one, the biggest one being Tyron Woodley fighting Jake Paul in boxing. What is your thoughts on that, being a Hall is of that Famer? Big? Huh? <laughs> That's big? Uh, to me, he's my friend, so it's a big thing. And, and the thing is, is like, uh, you know, Jake Paul's fighting a real guy. You know, uh, Tyron's been here. He's hit mitts. The guy can punch. He can strike. You know what I mean? He's a wrestler, Listen, but he can strike. I, I agree. Tyron Woodley has, has punching power, and, 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 you know, obviously he's put a lot of dudes to sleep in, in his career. Tyrone Woodley doesn't look like, you know, the Tyrone Woodley of the past that, that was putting everybody to sleep. He hasn't won a fight in three years. He's going to be 40 years old, you know. But I, I will I will give it to him. He's at least stepping in there with a guy who can punch. Yeah. I mean, he's fine. I mean, the guy hasn't been tested yet. So hats off to Jake Paul for taking the fight. I mean, that's a hell of a big step. We went from Ben Askren to, Jake, uh, to Tyrone Woodley. So hats off to him for doing that. But uh, the, the funny thing is, is uh, Jake Paul's actually the favorite on all the betting sites, too. Yeah, because I, 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 it has to do with, with Woodley's age and his, you know, he hasn't won a fight in three years. Yeah, and, and, and uh, he hasn't fought a box. He hasn't not only fought a boxer, he hasn't fought a guy that trains in boxing yet. It's unbelievable he's had three fights and he's such a big name and he's never fought somebody that actually even just trains in boxing. That's crazy to me. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, obviously, uh, yeah, that, that's crazy. And then the, it's funny because the loyalty uh, Triller, you know, Triller was banking on Jake Paul and uh, they got to see the loyalty of us fighters because uh, Jake Paul just up and left him with the showtime. So, <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen with Triller. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya can't even do a, a commentary. The guy's, in my opinion, on so much shit he can't even talk. Um, I think it was very evident during that, that broadcast. So I don't know how he's going to fight. I mean, if he can't even commentate. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, fuck Triller. I don't give a shit what Triller does. And, and then Oscar De La Hoya said he's going to, because he's mad at you about GSP, he said he's going to beat you up. He wants to fight you, and he called you a uh, this and that. Who did? Oscar De La Hoya. He said, uh, because you won't let him fight GSP, he'll fight you because you're a little, I'll, I'll go ahead and say, he, he called you a little bitch. And then he said, and then he said, he'll fight a real man in GSP. So do you have any comment back to Oscar De La Hoya? Cause I know you haven't responded to him yet. <laughs> give me a headline, Dana. Give me a headline. <laughs> Come on, man. He's all jacked up on the yayo. Yeah. He, he's, he, did you saw the commentary or highlights of it when he was on Triller? He couldn't even talk. No, no, I didn't see it. Oh, he was he was off his rocker. I mean, he was like calling the fighters by different names and like just he was oh he was gone. He was gone. I don't know how anybody even takes that guy seriously anymore. 
And then real quick, I had Matt Sarah on the show, your boy. Um, always a great time. Love Matt Sarah. He's so fun. The best. He's the best. And he actually told me that he got into it with Fabia. And then it was on looking for a fight. I had to go back and watch the episode. I missed it. I can't believe I missed that episode because I watch your show all the time. And it shows the episode with him and uh, Fabia when he was like, uh, this is the moron or whatever else. And so he talked about that, sh- uh, that whole situation. And then obviously Fabia uh, broke up with Diego. It was like a bad relationship. And then just started spilling the beans on Diego saying he's like on steroids and, you know, obviously all this weird shit that he shouldn't be airing out. Let me tell you this. Diego Sanchez, when he fought for the UFC, which was up until what, a few weeks ago? was under USADA, was tested by USADA. Yeah. So for this guy to come out and say, I mean, look at look at the, what this guy does. Uh, Mr. fucking self-awareness. And all he does is comes out and starts fucking, you know, talking shit about people. And now he's going to turn on Diego Sanchez and say bad stuff about Diego? Immediately. Listen, the only thing that Diego Sanchez is guilty of is being a really nice guy. And listen, Diego, you know, you lived in a house with Diego for fucking two months. Diego's a little out there, okay? Yeah. He's, 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 he's not a, a, on the same, you know, wavelength as, as most of us. He's a little out there, but make no mistakes. Diego Sanchez is one of the nicest people you will ever meet. He's a good person. Um, Diego uh, was never, you know, Diego had this whole thing that he couldn't get a hold of me for two months. Mike, you just said it. You wanted me on the show. You reach out. You, you know, like I and, and everybody knows. I've made it very clear how I feel about the kids from the first season of The Ultimate yeah. Fighter, and that's all of them. I still talk to Bobby Southworth. Me and Bobby text all the time. Me and Josh Koscheck had a falling out a couple of years ago, and let's be honest, Koscheck's a dick. Yeah. we all know that, yeah, right? That's true. But if Koscheck called me tomorrow and needed me, I would I would be there for Koscheck. Yeah. Okay. And the list goes on and on. The only thing that Diego is, is guilty of is, is being a nice guy. And because he's into some of that shit, whatever that shit is that that Fabia dude is into, um, you know, this whole thing made Diego look bad. But Diego's a good person. I know you said you take a call from him. Um, and, and I've been talking to him as well because I had him on the podcast. I actually had him on the podcast right before all this broke. And then Fabia came in like an hour into the podcast and I swear on my life, I made a clip on the clip site. It's got a ton of views. Um, for 52 minutes, I didn't say a single word, Dana. I literally stared at the, the, like I'm looking at you right now. For 52 minutes, I didn't say a single word. He just talked shit about everything. And like along the lines of like, he even blamed Winkle John from, from Jackson Wink of giving his fighters lazy eye because he has lazy eye and he was holding pads for him. I'm telling you, it was beyond crazy. Um, so, is it safe to say that the the, the big one of the big problems with the the dispute with De, uh, Diego and the UFC is from Fabia? I mean, like now that Fabia is gone, is there is there a chance that, that we might see Diego again, or would you give him another chance if, if he comes back to you? Because he 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 cares about you a lot. I mean, I've talked to him, and like he, you know, he he was just mixed up with the wrong guy. That, that's basically. What I happened. agree. I agree. Listen, Diego and I have always had a great relationship, and. You know, Diego was never one of those needy kind of guys that you always had to talk to and you always had to, you know, when he needed something, he'd ask. When he didn't, he did his thing. Would always fight anybody, anywhere, anytime. Ended his career with us 
with a decent showing. You know, it wasn't like, you know, all oh, the kid lost four in a row, five in a row. I had to let him go. You know, Diego Sanchez was still holding his own. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I felt like <clears throat> when he asked me for his last fight that I shouldn't have because it's time. Yeah. It was time for him to probably retire. But at the same time, he was still doing well. It's not like he was getting blown away by people. Right. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one for me. But, you know, if Diego needed anything from me, all he's got to do is pick up the phone and call. He also comes from a really good family. Diego Sanchez's parents are two of the nicest people you could ever hope to meet. Always there for him in the beginning of his career, you know. All right, fellas, you want to help the podcast? Here is your opportunity. You can save 20% now and get free shipping on the best below-the-waist men's grooming products on the market by going to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Today, use code QUICK. That's my nickname, not how you use the product. And you get 20% off, free shipping. It's a win-win for everyone. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and now they're available in Europe, Canada, and Australia. And yes, I actually use these products. I'm getting more shipped right now. I got the Manscaped bag here. Got the Preserver. Got the Reviver. Mm -hmm. The Reviver. The Crop Mop. A whole bag of Crop Mops. And they even give you this. So you can actually uh, use Manscaped to manscape your eyebrows and your toes huh it's like the best it is everything you need to appeal to your lady friend so don't thank me thank yourself for going to manscape.com entering code quick and getting your order at 20 percent off discount and free shipping and let me just ask you really, really fast, um, just because one of the allegations was that Diego threw a fight. I know that's a huge, huge deal, and, and that's a big allegation to put on a, a promotion, and it's very, very illegal. What can you do as a promotion to somebody who cast a shadow on an organization by saying that, that an illegal fight could have possibly happened, like a fake fight or something like that, after you, I know personally, have spent so much time uh, trying to get away from that and proving that, that the UFC is not a spectacle, uh, is not fake, is not pro wrestling. Um, to have someone sit there and say, hey, I'm, I've been with Diego for two years or three years, whatever. I know he threw a fight and it was fake, blah, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Can you do anything about that for him saying that and damaging that reputation? I don't think he does. That guy's such a fucking goofball that, I mean, I don't know how anybody, seriously, if you take anything that that guy says serious, you know, you should be fucking beat with a stick, okay? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like if the source was somebody that was even remotely credible, yeah, I would probably... I, when I tell you, Mike, I could give a flying fuck what that guy says. Yeah. That I guy agree. is an absolute fucking goofball. I yeah. mean, I think the kid is mentally ill. Yeah, he is. So, should I fire up the lawyers for a mentally ill fucking goofball and you know what i mean it's just a complete waste of time so no if, if you agree to fight de la hoy and, and it was the fight was going to happen would you rather have uh fabia in your corner or jake paul if you had to have one jake paul <laughs> <laughs> yeah all, all right. day 
I had to ask. I'd even throw Espinosa in my corner. Yeah, so tough 29. Uh, what's it been, three years now, 2018, since since 28? Three years, right? Yep. So I guess what took it so long, and then how excited are you? Because I know you get asked a lot, like, why are you doing tough because a contender and because looking for a fight? I it's a different animal and like I was on tough one so it's like it's a different animal when you have to live in a house with people you have to fight you have to go through like a tournament style bracket and then win the show it's a different animal so like uh you know why did it take three years to come back and then how excited are you and what are we going to see it is the toughest competition in all of sports it's There's tough. nothing like it and people yeah. who who rip it don't really understand fighting and don't understand what it takes for people to really go through the ultimate fighter. Um, I mean, even Nate Diaz said, you know, I used to make fun of this shit till I was on it. I'll yeah. never, I'll never make fun of this it's, again. It's this shit's crazy. fucking real. Yeah. And, um, the reason it was off for so long is because the company itself, we were going through, you know, a, a, a lot of changes at the time and basically getting our shit together. You know, after we left box, got the ESPN deal, uh, you know, we had some other things we had to take care of. I wanted to try the contender series. Um, so we had the contender and looking for a fight at that time, but I always knew tough was going to come back. It was just a matter of when and, uh, timing was perfect right now. And what was, what, what's going to be different? Is there anything going to be different or is it coming back? I mean, obviously the, the system, the, the, the format worked. So, I mean, you don't have to change much, but is there anything different? We're going to see this, the season. What's different is the apex. Now these guys are actually, I mean, I, you can't, I can't even compare you to the rest of the people to talk about the ultimate fighter. Cause you were literally season one where we were in that, that warehouse. And, uh, you know, we, as, as the show grew, we started to add on to the building, but you were there when the fucking place was tiny. Yeah. We just started, you know, we had a format for the show, but really it all just sort of started playing out when we showed up and started filming yeah and that's why that first season will always be so special man it was and you guys had no like people that came off the other seasons saw the uh popularity of the show yeah and how big it was you guys i used to tell you guys when every day when you're training i don't even know if this thing's fucking air we didn't but, know you know we didn't know I know. I was going for a UFC contract because that was the only thing I knew that I could actually get from the show. Nobody thought it was actually going to make it on TV. Exactly. We didn't know what the fuck was going to happen, you know? And uh, all that stuff is just what makes that first season so fun. And that first season was so long. It was forever. Yeah. It was eight weeks. You guys were there longer than anybody else ever. What is it? Six weeks? Four weeks now? Six weeks? No, it's what is it? Five? I think it was four and a half weeks. It was four and a half weeks. Oh my god, that's half the time. Exactly. Oh my god, that's crazy. Jesus. So I mean, the format will be the same. They're gonna just uh, fight it off, and and it's uh, bantamweights yeah, and yeah, middleweights. The difference is the apex. So I started to say we were in that old busted up warehouse, and and you know doing our thing. Then uh, now, I mean, this place is designed for fighting and training, and you know. We used to have to turn the air conditioning off so we could film, and it'd be fucking hot as hell. Yeah, there. yeah. We can actually leave the air conditioning off while we film now and shit like that. Yeah, it's cool because people compare it to the contender, but it's like it's kind of like the the show is like 
it ends with the contender. You know, once you fight at the apex, that's kind of the contender part of the show, which is all you get on contender. But then you get the whole reality show mixed with it where you get to learn about the people. And that's where you build stars. You know, that's, that's when you exactly. get to learn people and get to like associate with people and like find the same common interests as people and, and get attached to them where you want to follow them and, and be, they become big stars, you know? 100%. And you get to see who can handle pressure you know, yep. who really, really wants to fight when shit goes down and you fought a couple times and you got to cut weight again and all the pressure. How do you deal with the pressure? If you can make it through the ultimate fighter, you can make it through anything. Yeah. And I think now that I've built sort of a menu, um, there's something for everybody. We have looking for a fight <clears throat> where you can go in and, and watch. You have the contender series. You just want to watch fights, not reality. We got the ultimate fighter where you get it all. You can watch everything together. We have fight nights. We have pay-per-views. We have such a wide variety of, of uh, different shows for different people. Yeah. How's Volkanovsky getting along with Ortega? Because apparently he doesn't really care for him so much because he's saying he's fake. And, I mean, everybody's fake. You only, you only get to see one side of somebody when they're on TV for a short period of time. Everybody has multiple sides. But 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 how is that going? How, how is the relationship yeah, they had between – Yeah, they had a couple of moments this season. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not big fans of each other. Yeah. And, and what about the house? Is the house comparable to season one? And is the house rules the same or is it different as far as, like, the, the what you can't do and then what you obviously can do at certain times? Yeah, I, I'd, say, I'd say it's pretty much the same. You know, I, I wouldn't say that, the, that there's as much, you know, like you say, they're only there for four and a half weeks. You guys were there for friggin' two months. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you guys all didn't kill each other as it was. We almost um, did. But, but uh, it's a great season. I, I, I'm really happy with this season. The thing that I always judge a season by are how are the fights. Right. The fights are awesome. So right. I'm happy. Nice. And do, is there a set amount of seasons to come I mean, that you signed for? Or, or is it just, uh, are you going to play it by ear each season? Yeah, I think we're doing one a year. But I mean, do you know how many you're going to do? Are we going to do uh, 30, 31, 32, or you don't know right now? Just going to keep rolling, man. I, I just, I don't ever see a time where this show doesn't make sense. I think yeah. this show can go on forever. Yeah. And, and it's up to you. I mean, it's not like it's going to get cut or anything. So, I mean, yeah. It'll probably end with me. When, when, yeah. when I'm done, done, the show will probably be done. And, and how prestigious are you going to make the, the winners of the show? Like, obviously, back when, when I was on season one, it was a very prestigious thing. You put a lot of marketing, a lot of emphasis on the winners. Oh, yeah. Um, and the contender winners move on. You know, it's not as big of a deal. Um, looking for a fight, not as big of a deal. Um, the winner of this season, the two winners of this season, the bantamweight and the middleweight, how, how prestigious is it going to be for them? And how big are they going to get marketed and boosted and, and, and enter the UFC? It's a very good point. Very good point. Because when you win the Ultimate Fighter, you know, people have been tuning in and there's been advertising. And right now, down in the corner on ESPN, the Ultimate Fighter tag is down there all day like there's a fight. So yeah. that's going to go on for the next 13 weeks. And you're absolutely right. It, it, it builds these guys up big time. And uh, it is much more prestigious to win the Ultimate Fighter than anything else. I mean, other than a world title. And it seems like Usman and uh, Masvidal was going to be a coach, and obviously we know what happened there, but Kobe was in the mix as well. Kobe would have been an interesting coach. What happened with that? What, what happened with maybe – We had tons of – as we go into a season, we're looking at tons of different scenarios on who could coach. 
uh, Amanda Nunez was being looked at as a coach too. And uh, then you got to start calling these guys and finding out what do they got going on personally and this and that and all this other shit. And then, you know, it all pans out and you end up with, you know, but, but there's lots of different coaches being kicked around leading up to the show. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. you guys i know everybody wants to go to thailand because thailand's so cool but you can't come to thailand without coming to aka thailand come on and maybe i'm wrong because i don't know if there's something booked but zabit and uh chimaev are, are those guys fighting again or what like what's happening with those guys what do you mean ever or each other well, I mean, just ever. Either one of those guys. We were ready to watch him fight like for a long time now. Like, everyone's excited about him, and they haven't fought again. So what's going on? Are they got fights coming up, or are they ready to fight? Chimaev is coming in next week to meet with us. Okay, cool. And then, uh, so, all right. Well, man, we covered everything. So what do you think, man? Do, am I doing better or what? I thought you were always good. You know, the thing is, is like we're getting a ton of great feedback. The comments are unbelievable. The like ratio is unbelievable. Uh, the subscriptions are getting more and more and more. We're growing very fast. But we need eyes, Dana. We need you to say some crazy ass shit so that I can get some eyes on this show. You got to like just go crazy, man. Say some fucking just crazy shit. And then we can put that shit out there. And then fucking a million people is going to see the show. Then they're going to go back and look at the interviews and be like, God damn, I guarantee you nobody. I guarantee you. Go back and look at my, my, my videos on YouTube. I guarantee you nobody's interviewing as many people as I am, putting out more content and doing as good of a job as I am interviewing fighters. I assure you. And we just need eyes. So... But here's the one thing that you always have to remember, Mike. You, you, you get impatient sometimes. None of this shit happens overnight. You know how long Joe Rogan's been doing his fucking podcast? Oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Forever. Forever. You don't just fucking jump on a podcast and then blow up overnight. You got to fucking grind. You got to keep grinding and grinding and grinding. And, you know, you got to get the right guy at the right time. You know, it, it's happened to me before. There's times that I... When did I just fucking, I didn't want to talk to Triller guys at the press conference. Somebody asked me about Triller and I, I, in my head, I said, I'm not talking about these fucking assholes anymore. I'm not going to do it. And then somebody, I said, and I fucking snapped. I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? Are you asking me this fucking question? And then the whole Triller thing happened. So it's all about timing and, and everything else. You'll end up getting somebody and that shit will happen. Probably gonna end up being me someday, but <laughs> your odds your odds are good. You're like my Joe Rogan, man. You're, you're my you're my you're my avenue of uh, publicity. So uh, we talked about tough. I figured you say something crazy or something. But do you have any 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 other news? Any other breaking news? Any other cool stuff we can look forward to? Or is that do we cover everything? I think that's it. That's it. Nothing. No breaking news. No, not right now. We didn't. No. 
unfortunately. Well, since you said you'll come back on anytime, I'm going to hit you up on that, and I'm going to get you back on uh, as soon as possible when something does break. So why don't why don't you put, put let's do it again uh, before the Connor fight? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So because what happens too is when Connor fights, all the traffic starts going through the roof on everybody's stuff. Anything Connor related right. starts going through the roof. So let's do it closer to the Connor fight. And who knows what will be going on by then. And and trust me, the stuff that I think that will whatever on, on this one is going to be the Woodley shit. Yeah. I said Woodley's 40 and hasn't won a fight in three years. You know who's going to fucking, you know who's calling me first on that one. Fucking Woodley. What's your prediction on the fight, though? I mean, I know it's boxing rules, and I know Woodley's a wrestler, but he can punch. I mean, the guy can strike. I mean, uh, uh, Jake Paul hasn't fought a guy who can throw punches and move and have the ring experience Woodley has, and Woodley's been knocked out one time in his entire career at four-ounce gloves. So it's different Mark, than it's different uh, than Askren. Askren's been running from punches. Woodley's been engaging. So what's your, what's your prediction on that fight? You tell me when the last time you saw Woodley look like Woodley. But it doesn't matter. He's fighting Jake Paul. That, that's a big difference. He was fighting the best. In, uh, Dana, you had him fighting Usman. You had him fighting Kobe. You had him fighting Gilbert. Name three other guys tougher than that in the welterweight division. Sure. You're right. So I mean, that's a big that's a big difference, right? So what's your prediction of the fight? Give me that. At least give me that. Uh, 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 Jake Paul versus Woodley. Well, I'd have to go with Woodley by knockout. Yeah, I think so too. Listen, man. Woodley should knock him out. But, again, Woodley. The Tyron Woodley you talk about that, that was the champ isn't the same fucking guy he was, you know, four years ago. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping Tyron does. He's my boy, and, and he, needs to, he needs to stop this guy. <laughs> this guy is annoying the shit out of me. So, uh, anyway, yeah. man, I appreciate you taking the time out for me. You always do. You always say yes immediately. Thank you so much. You've always helped me and guided me and uh, uh, put me in the right direction when – when I needed help, so I, I greatly appreciate you, and I greatly appreciate all the help you've given me. And uh, thanks again for doing another podcast. Anytime, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, Dana. Later. Real quick, real quick, real quick, with Mike Swig. <laughs>